What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to All The Smoke, a production of The Black Effect and Our Heart Radio, in partnership with Showtime. Welcome back to another edition of All The Smoke. We're coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Jack, what's going on, bro? ATL, yeah, baby. Yes, sir. We out here for a special Blockbuster Showtime pay-per-view event that's going on tomorrow night between Javante Davis and Mario Barrios. Big fight tomorrow night. Javante's moving up two weight classes. We got an expert in this space here. Jack, introduce him for us. The great. The Honorable Leonard Ellaby in the building, man. Thanks for being here. Appreciate y'all brothers for having me on y'all show, man. Clean as usual. We know <laughs> you got a busy, a busy schedule this weekend. We know you got to be at the uh, weigh-ins and all that stuff. So uh, we appreciate you coming by. Anytime. Talk to mm-hmm. us how you got in this space. Man, um, the blessing. Um, I, as, a, as a youngster, I was an amateur boxer. And I'm coming oh, up. So you got hands. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Coming up in that D.C. area, you, you know, that's the only way to survive. Right. So coming up um, through the amateurs, got a chance to know Roger, mm-hmm. Floyd's uncle. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, we were friends for many years. And actually, I used to co- come back and forth from D.C. to Vegas, and he used to work with me. And he always used to talk, be talking about my nephew, my nephew, my nephew. Mm-hmm. So um, I was in Vegas one year, and... And Floyd came through, and I think he might have been like 13 years old. Damn. And, and Floyd was the same way he, he was until this day. This was, you know, full of joy, just always flashy, flamboyant. He was that way, he was that way yeah. at 13 years old. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so we got a chance. He was actually in Vegas for a fight. I think it was a Tyson fight. And we got a chance to meet, and he just had some good dialogue. He, like I said, he was a youngster. And um, then we kept in contact, you know, as I was coming back and forth to Vegas and and um, when he was getting ready to turn pro, Roger, you know, suggested, hey, won't you come join the team? And it kind of all started there. And that was in like 1996 when he moved from Grand Rapids to uh, 
Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. yeah. So you serve as CEO and financial manager of Floyd. What's that journey and experience been like? I mean, arguably the greatest fired of all time, unblemished records. So I'm sure there's been a bunch of money rolling in and a bunch of crazy experiences. Talk to us about some of that. Man, it's, it's been an incredible journey. Um, again, but I didn't do it by myself. I had a wonderful team, still had that same team. And I have a great partner in Al Heyman, mm -hmm. you know, so uh, that's made the transition very, very smooth. Al's one of the, the most smartest guys in the entire world, Harvard graduate, you know, and so we work closely hand in hand, day by day. Again, you know, managing an incredible portfolio like Floyd Mayweather, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, again, it's a, a tremendous task. But, you know, we are for it. It's been a tremendous sacrifice, and, but it's been a, an incredible journey. Right. You're credited with helping fighters keep more of the proceeds than they were able to do in the past. Where did that business acumen come in? Because that's one thing to me. I mean, the big guys get a bunch, but just as far as everybody kind of eating, you've been instrumental in guys being able to get more than they normally did. Yeah, that's, that's one of me and Al's motto has been from day one is that the fighters deserve the lion's share of the money because, mm -hmm. you know, for so long there have been two guys in the business who controlled the entire uh, playing field that was Bob Arum and Don mm -hmm. King. Mm -hmm. And, and unfortunately, you know, a lot of fighters um, had got taken advantage of, you know, and um, I'm, that's not my opinion. That's what, Just you know, facts. they, yeah, that's Just what facts. they said. And so we had the philosophy that we wanted to change the entire mindset, you know, let the fighters, because the fighters are the one that's going out there, risking their lives and right. putting everything on the line. So they deserve the lion's share of the money. And right. that's kind of where it all started. And, and you see now that, especially like in Al's case, you know, we, we work hand in hand with a number of great fighters in the industry and everybody's happy, you know, because you, they have a tremendous platform and they're making the most money that they've ever made. Mm -hmm. and, and again, they have people who are behind them who are instrumental in guiding their career. Mm -hmm. You know, so the whole objective, like a guy like Earl Spence, for an example, is that you, you go out there and you, you, you fight the biggest and best fights, but you have to think big picture post-boxing. Right. You, you know, and that's what Floyd has been, uh, he has definitely been the leader by pioneer of, that, of yeah. that because we put him in a position where, again, not only did he make over a billion dollars in the sport, <laughs> but <laughs> um, he has nine figures in the bank, he gets a seven-figure check every month for the rest of his life. And he still looked, you know what I'm saying, unscathed. Still yeah, pretty he, he was able to go 50-0 and, and have an illustrious career and be able to walk away, walk away with all his falconies mm -hmm. at a young age, you know, 42 years old, mm -hmm. you know, and he has the ability to go off and do anything that he wants to do. It's the blueprint, again, for sure. Yeah, and, and everything is paid for. Mm -hmm. Everything is paid for. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. So tell me this, Mayweather Promotions, um, looking back at looking back at when y'all was starting and where it is today, what was the vision? The vision was it was Floyd's vision. He wanted to be his own boss. Hmm. He wanted to be his own boss, and and he's always talked like that from day one. Mm -hmm. You know because he had saw so many, you know so many fighters who had paved the way before him that had gotten taken advantage yeah. of. You know so he didn't want to do that. You know he wanted to surround himself with smart people, and be able to make good sound decisions and set himself up for, you know, post-boxing where he didn't want to end up in a situation like 
fighters before him. Yeah, that, you know, so had, many of them. They had given their entire lives to the fans, you know, but then they didn't have anything to show for it right. after their careers were over. Mm -hmm. And most of them were not able to, you know, speak, you know, and, right. and then again, their brains all, you, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah it's, it's just, it's, it's been so unfortunate. And he wanted to be able to set a positive example for the younger generation mm -hmm. that, you know, hey, you can, you can come into this sport, surround yourself with a good team and be positive and then set yourself up for the rest of your life. Leave with your mind intact. Yes. Right. Transferring to Tank Davis, who was a, a guest of ours uh, during the quarantine. Has Baby Gorilla. Definitely come a long <laughs> way since his 2017 splash on the scene. Talk to us about some of his ups and downs and you, the maturity you've seen in him, at, not only as a fighter, but as a man as well. That's a great question, Matt. Um, you know, when Tank first, um, he first got signed to us, you know, being from the Baltimore area, I'm from D.C., so I, I know the things that he's experienced and coming from the background that he's come from. And, you know, you, you, oftentimes you're a product of your environment because yes. that's all that you know. Right. And so our, our goal and vision was to remove him from that situation, him and his family, especially his mom, mm -hmm. you know, as they had, they had was building a, a close bond, you know, together. They had been through so many things as a kid, you know, when mm -hmm. he was a youngster, him and his brothers. And um, be able to remove him out of that situation and show him a different side of life. Mm -hmm. And that was Floyd's sole objective, is to remove him out of that environment because he was such a tremendous talent and being in that environment, all you're going to be is subjected to the same kind of things yeah. because the people are still doing the same things. So you guys see that. Yep. He was telling us how you know he, he, people he was boxing with growing up were dropping like flies. His friends were dying. Everyone yep. around and him it's was still just been dying. happening. Right. It's mm -hmm. still been right, happening. Don't stop. Yeah, and I'm so proud of him because, again, you know he's made definitely over the last couple years, last two years. You know, he's had some missteps along the way, we just like have. any any right. young right. any young athlete that comes who, into know, all this money. Yeah, you know, has this instant stardom and then making millions of dollars, and so they don't make good sound decisions. But I can honestly say Floyd has been a great great role model mm -hmm. in that aspect for him because mm -hmm. he's actually been in those similar situations, right. you know, and gone through that as being a young fighter. Teacher from and he experience. Made some, he made some experience, I mean, some um, mistakes along the way, mm -hmm. but he learned from those mistakes and he learned at the right time. He caught, he, he got it all together at the right time where he was able to take control of his entire career, mm -hmm. you know, before he had messed up really bad. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's what we've been able to do with Tank and, and Floyd has shown him because he's been through those similar things like, look, look, this is how you deal with this. Don't put yourself in this situation because this is going to lead to right. this. Mm -hmm. Watch the women, watch this and that, because, mm -hmm. you, you know, you know, keep keep the people who are down with you, your day ones as close as possible. But you're going to lose people along the way. Yep. You know, loyalty is everything. Mm -hmm. And that's the that's the great bond that me and Floyd established, because, you know, coming up, you know, it was all about I was focused. You know, I'm, I'm still I was still young, young myself. But, you know, I was working 20 hours, 20 hour days, seven days a week for 15 years straight. Getting to it. You know, I, our objective was getting getting to the finish line, mm -hmm. you, you know, and we were focused on, you know, the goal at hand. And that was being in control of his own career, making good decisions, 
you know, and taking it from there, setting a positive example for all these other fighters. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big time boxing fan, and I said this after Tank last fight, and I impressed him with the knock. I said, now you see, when you take him out that environment and he lock in to training and away from all the nonsense, how great he can be. And, and I had to say that because a lot of people didn't know what Tank had been through, but I knew the shift he had made because I could tell how he was how he prepared for the fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I seen it. And I said that on Instagram. I said, when you take him out the environment, you put him around the right people in the right training, this kid gonna be real scary, man. Yeah, he was able to see that. You couldn't have said that any better. And that's why we've been very impressed with him because Floyd's, you know, goal was to get him out of that environment and show that you could come to Vegas, you could lock in with your team, because this is all what it's about is the preparation, mm -hmm. the mental preparation, you know, to get ready for these big fights. Mm -hmm. And this is how you handle the pressure. This is how you handle the media. You know, you have zero distractions out here in Las Vegas. And now when it's time to go to war, you can go handle your business. I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk to me, because I think you said something very interesting, and I know as former athletes, we know this too. The fight is kind of the prize, but there's so much mental that goes into it. How much would you say is mental? We think it, I mean, once you get to the NBA, we kind of feel like it's 90% mental to be able to avoid and, and, and stay away from all the distractions, to focus on the task at hand. Would you say it's similar in boxing? Matt, I would say the same thing, about 90%, about 90%. You know, and, and that's, you know, when you got a guy like Floyd who's leading by example, and that's how he's always been. He always keep his composure. That's what impressed me. That, that the whole, the mental makeup of him is just, I've never seen nothing like that. That dude is able to focus under any circumstances. And he, he when it comes to his job, he takes his job very, very seriously. Mm -hmm. You know, when it comes to family, friends, he like, nope, y'all right. deal, y'all get at the L. I got to focus on my job because this is how we eat, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's, that's kind of, he's always led by example. Mm -hmm. And he's done a tremendous job with guiding Tank in that way. Right. You know, and that's why it's, it's like that, that bond that those two have is just. And that's what's so, to me, what's so impressive about Floyd, especially in a day and age where there's just so many distractions and so many people get, once they get to the top, they get tired of it or they want to find something or they want to rap or they want to play basketball mm -hmm. or they want to do some other shit. That was the one thing that impressed me with Floyd was just his mental, discipline and focus to be the greatest the whole entire time, period. Still, period, right, period. And, and it's so crazy that y'all mention that because there have been times where, you know, like especially early on, you, you know, when he first got his big check, you know, um, especially the very first pay-per-view fight, like after the Oscar fight. And I can, I can recall this on Saturday night, you know, he gets the check and it's time to go to the bank on Monday morning. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Mostly everybody's thinking, oh, we're going on vacation. So he's like, we ain't going nowhere. Mm. What are you talking about? We're going to the gym. Mm. And that's been his whole mindset. After hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, he's the one that, again, he stayed, always stayed locked in. Like he, and, and his work ethic has always shown that, again, no matter how much he's made, he always trained and thought like he was broke. Yeah. And it always kept him hungry. Mm -hmm. You know? Love it. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe will win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. I mean, he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. The last tank fight, Santa Leo Santa Cruz fight, what was, what was your, your thinking going into that fight? It was a big fight for him. And what, what, was, what was your thinking going into that fight for him? It was a huge fight. It was Tank's first pay-per-view fight. He's fighting a tremendous champion in Leo Santa Cruz, a four-division world champion. And you hear the, the, the critics out there saying he was too small. and mm-hmm. he was that, But that's just because, you know, jealousy plays a big, a big role in, yeah. like, everything. Everything, you know, we knew it was... hate what they can't be. There you go. Or they project their fears on you. Like, I'm worried about this, so let me try to make you... No, like, no it's not that. You know, and we knew that that, that was a, a pathway that would lead to... You know, um, him tank establishing himself as a as a pay per view star. You know, he still has a ways to go, but mm-hmm. it was a it was a great segue because, again, Leo Santa Cruz was a four division world mm-hmm. champion and recognized in all of boxing as an excellent fighter. And we knew that he, you know, he was going to put his country on his back, and he was coming to bring it. Yeah. He was coming to bring it, and he showed you that it was a, yep. a terrific fight. You know, with a lot of back and forth the first few rounds, and then. Tank to set him up and hit him with the big mm. shot that obviously went viral. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. 
That was special. That, that, that uppercut, bro. Man. Posted, so we, we, we didn't with that. That was the one where they posted, right? Yeah. We, they had us film ourselves kind of watching the fight. <laughs> and when the knockout happened, it was incredible. Incredible. Everybody was commenting on that. Braun, everybody. Magic, everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody. But that's yeah. what you want to see in boxing. Like, you don't see too much of that, especially from a smaller guy, you know, with so much power. You know, everybody was like, what's Tank Davis? Tank Davis? But y'all don't know the Tank Davis we know. And, and the power that he showed that fight to get that knockout. You know, people want to see knockouts. You don't see that, that that much these days, not even in heavyweights. That's exactly why, Jack, that he's the most exciting fighter in the entire sport. Right. You know, because he has the ability to, to um, connect with this younger generation. And that's why, in his case, that, you know, they, they, he's... He's been through a lot of the things that most of our culture understand. Yes. You know, so he's a very, very relatable right. person. That's the why, dog. That's why they gravitate to him. Mm-hmm. They come from everywhere to support this kid. Mm-hmm. And again, he has a style, you know, in today's generation, everything is like right now. Mm-hmm. And he has that, that style where he gives the fans exactly what they want to see. And being a, you know, being a pay-per-view, being involved in pay-per-view, and people are paying their money. That's what you it's want. Like, that's what they want to see. Mm-hmm. That's the, and he gives them excitement. Right. And just like, and I'm not comparing the two, just like Mike Tyson was when he was much younger. Yeah, he, he's a baby Tyson. Like yeah, that was exactly. When I first started exactly. watching. Like, yeah, and that's what that I love theory, about right? Tank, is that, you know, when he comes, when he steps up in that ring, he ain't going to play with it. He, he ain't going to play with it. He ain't going to fill you out. You know, he's coming in to knock your head all the way off. I was at, I was at his last fight here in Atlanta, and I'm glad, I'm glad y'all came back um, when he fought Gamboa. Was it Gamboa? Gamboa. Man, and I'm talking about the stars came out. You was here. The baby brought him out in the star. You know, I was right at the ringside, and he, he his, it wasn't the best performance, but everybody came out to support him. And it ain't like that in Atlanta. You have, you have to be somebody in Atlanta for everybody to pull up and support you. Tank has a line, and I'm glad y'all brought him back for this big fight, man, because yeah, the and, city and, love him. Yeah, and, and they showed us so much love. That's exactly why, you know, um, Floyd and Tank wanted to come back down here. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, the le- prior to we had, when we came down here in 2019, Atlanta hadn't had a big fight in well over 20, yep. 20-something years in Holyfield. You know, so it was a great honor to come down here and, and, and do it in front of our culture. You know, and, and the energy in the building was just Man. stupid. It was just stupid. I wanted to, I almost got into it with somebody that night. I was so hyped. <laughs> we in Black Hollywood, man. Yes, we out here in Black man. Hollywood. Uh, what should we expect this weekend? Uh, what kind of problems does Barrios pose outside of the size advantage? Well, the size advantage... It means it, a lot. It, mean, it does mean a lot. And, you know, especially, like, if you, if you saw them at the press conference or you've seen any of the pictures with them standing... You know, next to each other. You know, see he's what like, that reminds me. That shit reminds me of Tyson, though. Remember, Tyson always had to look up at his people yeah, too. Like he's, Tyson he's like, was a little monster uh, too. Barrios is six inches taller. Mm-hmm. He has a much longer reach. He has very good speed, mm-hmm. and he has excellent power. And he's the much bigger fighter. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a very dangerous fight, and that's why Tank. You you know he understands that uh, it's a tremendous challenge, but you know that's what uh, his. Defining his legacy is like all about. Like and the there's best. no other fighter out there that can do what he's doing right now. Mm-hmm. You know, here it is that he's, he, his last fight against Santa Cruz was at 130 pounds, and he's moving up two weight classes. That's a lot. Two weight classes. You know, that's just kind of like... You can actually walk around at that weight, though, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. And, you know, um, but what it's allowed him to do is, 
to show these this, this younger generation that you can put your mind doing anything and you know he wants to be different and set a good example because there was a lot of criticism from from the haters out there that, you know that Santa Cruz was you know much smaller right so then he says okay well let me go up two weight classes. Yeah, right. right. You know, so you got to give, yeah, you gotta give him, you gotta right. give him his props if he's able to pull mm-hmm. it off on mm-hmm. Saturday night. It yeah, should man. be a tremendous fight, though. Tremendous fight. Stack card, uh, co-main event with uh, Lubin and uh, Rosario, who both, uh, you know, took tough L's to Charlo, uh, trying to get back on track. Thoughts about that? I like yeah. Lubin. Yeah, I love Lubin. <laughs> I like and Lubin. this kid is, is uh, we talking about hungry, Humble, too. Yes, yes. You know, he's working with Kevin Cunningham, who's one of the top trainers in the business and has been for many years. They've been, they've been working down, they down in, um, in Florida. And every time you look up, they just grinding and grinding. So uh, Lubin's on a mission to get back. Well, not, he's never been champion um, at 54, but he's looking to, you know, make his mark. And, yep. and with a victory over um, Rosario on Saturday, He's looking to make a big statement yes. because he wants the opportunity to potentially get back in there with, with Jamel if he's able to get, you know, past his next fight. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but that's a tremendous fight. And Rosario, you know, he's Dominican. You know, um, he's had a great camp. And he had, you know, obviously he's coming off the L mm-hmm. to Jamel. Yep. And um, so he's looking to, you know, get back. You know, he said that, you know, he went through some things in his last camp. And so that's a tremendous fight. That's a main event right. by itself. Any other night. By itself. So mm-hmm. the fans, as far as getting the, getting the bang for the buck this weekend, mm-hmm. we got a tremendous card from top to bottom. Everyone's goal is to be undefeated like Floyd. Obviously, these two fighters are coming off losses. How tough is that mentally, physically, to shake off knockouts like that and be able to come back and still put your best foot forward? Well, that's a, that's a tremendous challenge, obviously, but... The, the truth, as you, as you guys know, everybody can't be undefeated. No, right. It's, it's just not, not it's, it's not realistic. Mm-hmm. You know, fortunately for Floyd, he was, he was different. He, he was different. You know, he, that, that's his, his whole focus, you know, was be, to be the best. Period. He wanted to fight the best, and he put in that work. Mm-hmm. And he led by example, by the hard work and dedication. And this genera- younger generation, they cut a little different. Yeah, cut, cut a little different. Take shortcuts too yeah, far. Yeah, and, take and no see shortcuts. that he never t- that man never drank, never Smoke, smoked yep. a day in his life. He would take he would take his his family to the club. Mm-hmm. He buy all the bottles. Yeah. He spent fifty thousand at the club on on you know table and and, and buy. All he drink his cranberry juice. That's it. That's it. All <laughs> night long. All night long. All night long. Tell me, let me know if this is true. Al Harrington, you know, that's my brother. Yeah. Al, and Al used to live in Vegas. Yeah, he sure Al did. Al said he walked in the club one time and he saw Floyd. And uh, Floyd had on headphones. And he's like, why does he got on headphones in the club? He said he, he asked Floyd what he listened to. And he said he took one of them out and put in his ear. And, it, and it, it, Al said it was left, right, left, left, right, left, right, left, left, right. Like something had to do with boxing. Al was like, I couldn't believe that all these people in the club staring at him and he's listening to boxing moves or punches in his headphones. Do we do that actually? Man, Floyd, Floyd is a different dude. That's, yeah. and that's, that's, that's why, dope. That's yeah, why he's yeah. a genius. Yeah. That's why he is a genius. I mean, I, I have so much great respect for that brother, you, you know, because he, he's on the next level. He's always consistently thought outside the box yeah. and always been three or four steps ahead of 
everybody. Marching to the beat of his own drum. Yeah, marching to mm -hmm. the own beat. I mean, and it's just amazing just even coming off our last event. Here it is. He was able to do a million buys as a retired fighter. And that hadn't been done last time anybody did anything close to a million buys. Well, obviously, Tyson and Tyson and, um, and Roy Jones just did it, you know, in there. But yeah. obviously, those are two Hall of Fame legends. Right, right. But the actual active fighters in the sport, mm -mm. last time that was done was in 2017. And, oh, that was Floyd Mayweather did it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this dude is cold, man. Right. This dude is cold. He did over a million buys fighting a YouTuber. Crazy. Mm. That's crazy. crazy. That's crazy. And that's why we get all calls from all these, you know, guys, you know, we built relationships and football, basketball, everywhere. And it's like, man, how does this dude do this? And he's able to still stay relevant. He decided to go get a bag, you know, go somewhere and sit down for a second. Get a bag. Go get another bag. Big bag. <laughs> I'm probably putting up some cars in this deal. I got to start putting them in my deal, man. Buy me a car. Put that in my yeah, deal. <laughs> Think, uh, you know, talking about speaking, uh, thinking outside the box, obviously this last event that was just in Miami between Paul and Floyd and the energy around it, again, the money around it, the, the ability to still draw people at this point in his career, um, being removed and retired. Thoughts on just the whole experience from your guys' side of, uh, of, uh, of your camp and, and, and is he done done or could it possibly happen again? I mean, he's coming out here and getting a hundred million for 30 minutes. Yeah, he, he, I mean, who knows? I mean, he's, he, if he wants to go out and do something along those lines, I want to make that clear. He's definitely retired from right. yeah. fighting any of these young cats, these he gonna, active He's going to die 50 and 0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there, because he's a, he has nothing to prove. Right. He's proven everything. He's beat everybody in this generation and generation before, and he's been the top dog. And made all the money, got mm -hmm. the bankroll, and and left the game. You know, um, but what he's able to been able to do is stay relevant through social media. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, he's just still hungry. Mm -hmm. He's just still hungry. If he see an opportunity out there to generate some revenue, even though he's set beyond generations, right? You know, he's still and he and what I love about him, he takes care of so many people. Yeah, we know so many people, so many people. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you, you know, he don't say much. And he just, he, he has a tremendous heart. Yeah. That, that, I think that's one of his greatest attributes. Yeah, that this dude's heart is just, it's bigger than life. A good friend of mine, um, International Red, Anzel. Anzel yeah, Anzel, yeah, Anzel, yeah, Anzel, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he brought Red, Red on, you know what I'm saying? And Red is one of the most solid people I, I know in my life. So I, that's when I knew Floyd was a good judge of character because Red has been around a long time. I'm from Port Arthur, he manages Bun B as well. Yep, sure does. You know does. what I mean? And, and, and when Floyd brought him aboard y'all company, I knew, I said, now this says a lot, this says a lot to me for Floyd because Red is one of the people I respect more than anybody. So that's, that said a lot to me about Floyd. He, he has put so many people on and has so, so many people have come and gone. He's looked out for so many people. So many people. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, again, he, he's been, he's made a, a, a tremendous impact on this generation, you know, with, with setting a good example. Mm -hmm. Is there any difference between Floyd the fighter and Floyd the businessman? He approaches it the same, or is there any difference? No, it's pretty much the same. I mean, yeah. he's, he's a beast with it, man. Yeah. And it's like, he's just, again, he's consistently thinking outside the box. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he'll be, he'll call you up early in the morning. It's like, yo, I'm going to take this, go take this meeting. 
and I just got to run over to Dubai, but, you know, they're going to pay me a million and a half just to take the meeting. You know, I got to go do it. What? I got I to go do it. Got to go do that. <laughs> just to take a meeting. Yeah, I'm there. I take it all that meeting. <laughs> Line my whole calendar every week. up. Every, every, fuck that every so day. He learned how to shake hands with the right people, and, right. and he's built so many friends, you know, over the years. Relationships. And, and yeah. It's mm-hmm. everything. Right. Everything. Absolutely. What's your thoughts on athletes from other sports stepping in the ring? You know, Ocho Cinco stepped in the ring a couple weeks ago, and, you know, he had no regrets. Uh, Nate Robinson, does it hurt the sport of boxing to you? Not at all. Not, Not at, at all. all. Because I admire guys who, who continually to look for ways to elevate themselves. Right. And with Chad, he's a great example, good friend of mine. I've been knowing him for years. And what he used to do when, when actually when he was playing football, he used to come out to Vegas once in a while and he used to spar. Mm-hmm. You know, he always wanted to, he always had an infinity for the love of the sport and he wanted to stay connected to the sport. And um, so the opportunity came, we was going, when Floyd told me he wanted to do this, this uh, exhibition with um, Logan, um, we wanted to be creative and, and bring something else, you know, to the table, you know, another type of exhibition. And then I reached out to Chad, and I was like, offered him the opportunity. He was like, "Heck yeah, mm-hmm. you did let's good do it, too, man." Yeah, I man, I was so I mean, proud outside of that, outside of getting knocked, yeah. to me, he won the majority of the rounds. Outside yeah, the and, rounds, and he, he was all balanced good. when that right. happened. Yeah, you, you know, but he he had fun with it. It was a great opportunity. And actually, we just spoke yesterday. He was like, "Yo, hit me up." I'm with it. Yeah, because he stay in great shape. Stay in great shape. Eating McDonald's good dude. Good dude. Good dude. Solid brother. Solid brother. Uh, April fifth, two thousand thirteen. My birthday. Made, okay, that's right. You made your uh, you made your debut on Instagram, posting a picture saying Floyd made me do it. Talk to me about that, but then also what you've learned of the power of social media since then through promotions and just kind of showing the world what's going on. <laughs> that's a great question, man. <laughs> because you know, early on, I, obviously from the business aspect, you know, me and Al are locked into so many different things, you know, on a day to day basis. So. When, when social media kind of evolved, you know, you know, being a little old school and, and they called me the old head, you know, um, I didn't, didn't initially kind of wasn't receptive to it. And then, you know, Floyd was like, yo, L, you got to get you got to get up on this, man, because this is the, the way it's the way of the world, the, what, you know, what the culture is all about now and, and how we're going to be able to market and do our stuff. So I was like and then so from the aspect of when he was getting ready, I think, for a fight or something. And so when you're interacting, you know, you see stuff and the fans are responding to something. So I found myself getting into it with the fans. Mm-hmm. And Floyd was like, nah, 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 nah. We don't do that, man. He's like, look, it's like this. He says, why are you going to sit there and argue with somebody you don't know? Right. And who actually has no impact on anything that we're getting ready to do. He says, he says after the fight, when we, he says, on Monday morning when we go to the bank, who's going with us? Right, none of them. He says, so why does that matter with anything that anybody's saying? He said, let them say whatever they want to about me. Because, you know, I would always get pissed off because they saying things that, you know, obviously aren't true. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm defending him. He said, don't worry about that. Can't eat comments. He, he said, yeah, he said, we don't care about nothing they say. Nothing nobody say. We in our own lane doing our own thing, and we're going to keep on getting money. Nothing stops. And, and that's what it was. And mm-hmm. so that was one of the, the tough lessons that, you know, I had to learn early on about 
social media, you know, but my team actually I'm does still a, learning that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my team actually does a great job um, with our platform. They're the ones that do everything. I'm not as active, you know, especially on uh, Instagram and because mm-hmm. I'm too busy. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I, you know, I'm focused on the business and, mm-hmm. you know, we got so many things. You don't need to post a number of pictures of you clean anyway. That's all you need to do. <laughs> Let them know how clean you is every day. That's the day. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. What you attribute your, attribute your style to? Just, just you being you. Yeah, yeah. It was something, you know, growing up as a youngster. You know, D.C. is just all about that swag, the men and the women. Mm-hmm. You know, so a couple old heads, you know, coming up, it was like, you know, dressing was everything. Yeah. You know, um, looking good, smelling good, keeping yourself groomed, well-groomed, yeah. you know, and, and you're able to get in a lot of doors that way. People, you know, you know, they respect you and look at you a little differently, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I've always taken great pride in that, you know, how you present yourself. And, you know, so it's been a thing from ever since I was a kid, I took great pride in how I looked, mm-hmm. you know, whether it was elementary, junior high, high school, college, whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's what, you know, Deion Sanders got a saying, you look good, you play good, they pay good. And, that, and, and that's a fact. That's you, you know, here it is, I'm, I'm representing the, the, the biggest guy ever in our sport. So, yeah. you know, I'm representing the brand. Right. You, you know? Right. You represent it well. Uh, I know you're real close to Dame Lillard. He's a big boxing fan. You mentioned how Ocho used to train uh, when he played. I used boxing as a training tool during my basketball career. Thoughts on the evolution of kind of other athletes using boxing as a tool to prepare for their other sports? Uh, man, another great question, man. <clears throat> Dame is a great example. Mm-hmm. I have such great admiration for that brother. I mean, because what he's been able to do is get better and better each and every year and add more and more to his game. And so he's taking boxing 
as a tool, uses as a tool to extend his range. Mm -hmm. You know, um, throwing a lot of punches until your arms get tired. So he's able to obviously go further and further back, mm -hmm. you know, with just shooting. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you know, obviously the range of motion just, mm -hmm. and it's just automatic. And, and like his arms never get tired and it's just, it's like it's automatic. And that's why, I, I mean, that dude, he's so locked in. Mm -hmm. It's so impressive. And he's like the biggest boxing fan. Mm -hmm. He could actually be a commentator. Yeah. yeah. And when I say he know his stuff, I mean, he be hitting me up. I hit him up. And, and, and we talk about this. We talk all the time, like almost every day. Mm -hmm. like, almost like every day. Well, I remember when we was in the bar in Miami, he was trying to get him to come out that day. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Face. I'm yeah. like, just fly out. Come yeah, on, come yeah. fuck with I us. I talked so. to him last night. Um, yeah. He was telling me that he wouldn't be able to make it because... He's in Mexico right. and, you know, all of that stuff. Same so, solid. So before we get to these uh, quick hitters, you've been blessed to be around the greatest boxer of all time. you got someone else coming through the pipeline in Tank Davis. What is it, you've talked about them. What has this ride and experience been like for you personally? It's been an incredible ride. I mean, you know, now, um, since over the pandemic, I've actually had an opportunity to kind of just sit back a little bit and just kind of watch a little bit of our journey, you know, because I've just been so locked in, still really locked in. But um, now, you know, with Floyd, you know, he's retired now. Um, it, I don't have to work 20 hours a day. Right. Mm -hmm. you know, I have a tremendous team. And um, so I'm able to um, just kind of really appreciate things uh, much better. And then I actually have uh, uh, a different look, you know, especially like a lot of things we went through and I, a lot of things I didn't know and see because you just be so locked in right. in the moment. Yes. Right? You don't get a chance to appreciate a lot of different things. That was going to be my next you know, question. It's like, yeah. wow, like we've, we've done a lot. A lot. You know, and, and I look back on it and it's just like, because we started, at the, when I say we started at the bottom, I mean, I can remember us driving from, from Las Vegas cross country to Grand Rapids, mm. handing out flyers, mm, you yeah, know, grassroots yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, telling, you know, people to, to, to watch his fight on ESPN, you, you know, and that's just kind of how it all started. And this dude, people thought he was going to the clubs, you know, the, 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 the party and turn yeah, up. And I, but see, he was just keeping his face out there and staying, yeah. staying close to the streets where people felt comfortable with him. Like, okay, that's a cool people's club. Champ. Yeah, and he's out here in our environment. You know, we could go anywhere in New York, anywhere mm -hmm. in the streets, anywhere. And he was always respected, uh, yeah. you know, so it's, it's been a great opportunity to kind of look back and, you know, over over these last 24 years and just have a greater appreciation. It's just truly a blessing <coughs> to be in this you know, position. Yeah, see, that's what I was wondering, because as athletes, sometimes being so caught up in the moment, you never appreciate the actual accomplishments at each step. That's you so know true, what I mean? And, and, and you see it now, too, as someone that was right next to him, just kind of understanding the significance of the history you guys made during the process. So now you kind of get to look back on it now, like, damn, we really did some shit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just like this dude was actually like the highest paid athlete in sports. Right. Not just boxing, in sports Period. for a number of years. <laughs> and I used to get the calls. He got the calls. Braun, Tom Brady, every, every top player in each sport was like, man, what are y'all doing? <laughs> you know, because, you know, ball players got to, you know, get a big contract yeah. four, five, six years mm -hmm. to get yeah. a hundred and some million. And, and Floyd going out there and get one it fight. in one night. One night. <laughs> one night twice a year you know what I'm saying right. I'm just like, right and they can go get a hundred in an exhibition fight yeah yeah 
fuck? Yeah, exactly. He ain't playing fair. Uh, quick hitters, man. First thing to come to your mind, let us know. Who do you have, who do you like in the finals? Atlanta. Nice. Nice. We well, were just talking about that before. Trey Young is out here doing he his is, thing, man. man he is doing, is doing his doing thing, it. man. And got to give, you know, credit, obviously, to the coach, yep. Nate mm-hmm. McMillan. Absolutely. He's doing, you know, and they got a good, solid young team. And, man, Not very proud of them. Very, very proud of them. Thank you. The moment. Yeah. 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 Good core. Rank your top three Floyd fights of all time. Oscar De La Hoya, um, Canelo, mm-hmm. and Arturo Gotti. Mm. You know what I thought you were going to say? Who? Sugar Shane. Because Sugar Shane rocked him and Floyd, Floyd flawlessly beat him after that. Floyd, oh, no. Nah. Yeah, he, he walked him down. But, but see, Shane cut a little differently. He, he actually thought that he was much stronger than Floyd yeah. and, and all of that. Played but himself. He, but see, people, Floyd is a different kind of beast. He's like, you know, he, he looked one way, but it's different when you get up in there. Floyd's yeah. a dog. <laughs> he's, he's a dog. And, and, and when he got caught with that big shot, that's what I've seen in the gym, not get hit with a shot, but like how he's aggressive like that. He walks the guy down mm-hmm. and he talking to him. See, that's, see, that's, that's what made, that's what I, I love. I got so much respect for him because he was rocked and he wasn't the type when he get rocked. Okay, I'm gonna run. He got rocked and got right and went back to the middle of the ring and stood there. Come on, come back here. Right. And walked him down and, the rest and, of the fight. And was talking to him the, the whole time. time. <laughs> now what you gonna do? I remember. What you gonna do now? Yeah. Outside of Floyd, if you could sit ringside Go back in history and sit ringside to any fight. What fight would it be? Sugar Ray Leonard, Marvin Hackler. Ooh. Of course. Boys have some Of course. Of course. <laughs> First word that comes to mind when I say these names. Floyd Mayweather. Genius. Javante Davis. Beast. Calvin Ford. Excellent trainer. Leonard Ellaby. Low key. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, low key and out of the way. Yes, sir. Stand out of the way. In your opinion, top five boxers of all time? Floyd Mayweather, Sugar Ray Robinson, Muhammad Ali, Pernell Whitaker. Sweet tea. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know they're going to hold you to it, too. They're going to hold you to this. Ooh, that's a good one. Who would that last one be? The last spot. Evander Holyfield. Yeah. Respect. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Evander was solid. One of my favorite fighters. Last and final question. If you could have one guest on All The Smoke, who would it be and why? And I already know who I want. Yeah, we already know who we want. But whoever your answer is, you have to help us get him get that person on the show. Ooh. Floyd Mayweather. Yes, thank you. That's all we, that's what we wanted to hear. That's what we wanted to hear. Yes. We're going to make it happen. We're going to make that happen, man. We need the money, man. We're going to make that happen. We're going to rub off on us. We're going to get some more money. Floyd, come on, man. We're going to make that happen. That's real talk. Money might just follow him in here. It might just fall in my pocket, man. We're going to make that happen. Hey, man. Well, L, we appreciate your time. We know you're busy, man. Thank you for sharing your time with us, sharing your stories. Look forward to more of your greatness. We'll be ringside rooting for Javante. We'll be out there tomorrow. And, man, I just want to say I appreciate both of y'all brothers, man. Y'all. Y'all are doing y'all thing, man, and y'all leading by example for the entire culture. Everything y'all talk about from politics to, to sports, I mean, everything. I love what y'all are doing, man. Appreciate Keep doing that. y'all thing. Appreciate so that. proud Thank of y'all. You. Thank, Thank you very much. Well, that's a wrap. Special edition, Leonard Ellaby. Make sure you guys tune in tomorrow night. Showtime pay-per-view for the big Javante Davis fight. See y'all next week. Peace. This is All a Smoke, a production of The Black Effect and iHeartRadio in partnership with Showtime.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.